The following is a presentation of Four Star Sports Media. Germantown Village Wine and Liquor Studio. Germantown Village Wine and Liquor. They have single barrel whiskeys you can only find in their store. Go by and see Stephen Plunk and tell him Four Star sent you. Now, it's time to get to the point with your hosts, Wes Pruitt and Brandon Bumgarner. Memphis fans and welcome to the debut episode on our new Facebook page, The Point Podcast. Welcome to The Point. I am Wes Pruitt, Brandon Bumgarner's right down there. The new guy, oh, this way, the new guy, Will Bass over here. Uh, I've known Will since, I guess, middle school, Will. Uh, and, elementary. Uh, man, yeah, yeah, elementary. It's been a long time. It's been a uh, yeah, there was a certain Bassmasters magazine incident that I'll never forget, man. Um, but uh, thank you very much. You have been a great addition. You did an amazing job last week uh, at that Memphis-UTSA game. We'll get into more into that later on. Uh, just a quick little show intro. Thank you very much to Stephen Plunk and Germantown Village Wine and Liquor. They, they are our show sponsor, doing an amazing job over there. There, uh, go by, check them out. They've got some single barrel whiskeys that you can only buy in their store. Go by and see Stephen Pluck and tell them the point and four stars sent you. Guys, let's go ahead and get into it. The topic we don't want to talk about, we're going to talk about first. Uh, Memphis and UTSA squared off last Saturday in the Liberty I'm not Bowl. going to talk about it. Uh-uh, No. Okay, well, I just I just got to get Will's take since he was there covering it for us. So, Will, give us your recap of the game. So, um, having been there, I got there just as Mr. Uh, Mr. Duckworth was recovering a fumble for a touchdown. Um, so, obviously, starting out the game, Memphis looked like they were going to get rolling early. And, you know, even then, shortly after, they had uh, a couple different uh, offensive drives where they were just – they couldn't be stopped through the air. It didn't matter what they were doing. It seemed like Calvin Austin and Sean Dykes just had things rolling. 
Um, Hennigan was putting the ball up and, and making some great plays. But where things really started to kind of take a turn, seemed about midway through the second quarter, the, uh, the running back for UTSA, Sincere McCormick, kind of started heating up, and that seemed to carry over into the third quarter and really ended up being the difference uh, with him going 42 for 184 and three touchdowns. You know, that was that was three of the touchdowns that they put up for their 31 total points. Uh, and then late in the game, um, Memphis had two really costly turnovers that extended drives for UTSA. Um, you know, they were they were only about 40 percent on third down going into, uh, you know, going into the day as it was and were actually under <clears throat> under 50 percent total. So, I mean, it was it was just a rough day. I mean, execution ultimately in the in the second half, I think, was what was the undoing of the Tigers because they were only able to put up points in the first and third quarter went scoreless in the second quarter went scoreless in the fourth quarter and UTSA really never took their foot off the gas the running game they leaned on McCormick the entire time and um, between he and, and their quarterback um, you know he he really had a decent game too um, going for I had a little note here Frank Harris went for 18 of 28 186 yards and one touchdown so I mean he really just kind of managed the game let McCormick run on the ground they weren't having any trouble moving the ball, and they just ate up clock. I think they had a total of 11 additional yards of time of possession over Memphis. So, I mean, that was really – that was the difference. That was the difference in the game. Yeah, yeah, it, it really was. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, I mean, i got to give credit where it's due. That McCormick kid is talented. He He's really is. Uh, yeah. I mean, any running back that gets over 40 carries in a game is – he's a bell cow for sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, Nathan, when you look at this Memphis team, uh, of course, we're over the loss. we got to move on. Uh, you're moving on to Temple. We'll, we'll get to Temple in just a little bit. But if you're Ryan Silverfield, how do you get these guys motivated to go on the road for their first road conference game of the year? I mean, you, first things first, got to put the loss behind you. I mean, it was a great game uh, to watch, even though, you know, you had a big lead there at the beginning and to uh to just you know <laughs> to for UTSA to come back and win. Uh it it's a tough thing to drop, but you just you gotta understand this. It's one loss. It, I mean, it's not it's not like you it's uh you're on a losing streak like I'm gonna say it for like Florida State and Mike Novell right now. So Are we going there really? It's a little yeah, early. I, no, I'm going there. I'm going there right now with it. <laughs> but I think Ryan's Silverfield. I think uh, I think he he's done a lot of a lot of work right now with the uh, the Tigers. And after that game, it kind of it showed a lot of weak spots. And I believe that he's going to capitalize on all the everything that needs to be fixed with the defense. Uh, I know there's a lot of penalties in that game. Uh, <clears throat> But he's gonna he's gonna have the Tigers ready to go against Temple, to go over the road against them. It, I mean, it, all the only thing you can say about losses is just put it behind you, and you got to focus on the next the next uh, game. Yeah, I mean, and and really, I mean, let's let's look at the Ryan Silverfield era. Have have we ever lost two games in a row? I couldn't tell you for sure, but I don't think so. I, I, I don't think that we have. Brandon, can you can you give me a little clarification on that? 
Sorry, guys. I'm having a little technical difficulties. Uh, I'm going to hop back oh, on good. when I get to the house. Um, has Silverfield ever lost two games back-to-back? I don't I don't believe he has. I, I, I don't think he has, Wes. Uh, I don't know if he did last year or not. I don't, I don't recall that he did. But, I mean, you know, when you look at this game, Will, a little segment. I'm going to create a little video for you, too. Uh, I guess I'll call it Will's Spill or Will's Deal of the Week uh, when it comes to the Memphis Tigers. Let's look forward. Let's move on to the Temple Owls. I feel bad for that Temple Owl. They just had to stand here and do this the whole, the whole game. <laughs> I mean, that's got to suck. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little money line, Will. How would you bet this Memphis and Temple game? So if Memphis can come out and and be anything like what they were in the first quarter against UTSA, I don't I don't think they'll have a problem. I mean, they're right now they're laying eleven points. <clears throat> um, Temple's fourteen of fifty on third down in every game. You know, as far as their statistics on third down throughout every game they played, they they played Akron really tough. They uh, they they beat them 45-24, which you know I mean I think Akron's usually always one of those teams you can't sleep on. They usually have a pretty solid offense, uh, but they got blown out by Rutgers. They got blown out by Boston College and then came back to beat Wagner uh, 41-7. to So, I mean, it's not like they've really done anything overly impressive. Usually Temple's one of those teams I'm always worried about being a Memphis fan because I've just grown up perennially fearing them and knowing that they're always going to play us tough, and they always do. They always show up for this game. We're playing them at home. Um, before this – podcast i was actually thinking I, I would maybe take the money line on temple but honestly if i i feel like civil field will pull the tigers out of this last loss a little bit i mean it's going to be a tough loss to really turn around from i'm sure it, it was an emotional one because those guys were up the first half and then to have what happened in the second half happen and it was just a really disappointing loss in front of really what was a disappointing crowd at only like twenty nine thousand folks um you know i mean it's going to be tough to come back from that, especially at Temple. But um, I don't know. I, I haven't really been impressed with anything that Temple's done this year. And if they can trust Hennigan with the ball, just let him do his thing, let him throw the ball up to Calvin Austin and, and Sean Dykes, they can get it done. It's just a matter of them letting – let him trust in the freshman with the ball, let him do his thing, and uh, and just run that offense. I think he's capable of doing it. Um, I'll lay the points and say the Tigers can pull this one out. Okay, okay. So that's that's Will's deal for the week. Next week we'll preview the next game. Um, so let's talk about this Temple Owl football team. Of course, as we know, the last time we were at Temple, Joey caught it. I mean, that's all I got to say about that. But um, ESPN has this predicted right now to, at a 82-and-a-half favorite. Uh Percent favorite. I'm sorry. I would say that's probably accurate. Uh, also, want to say thank you to everybody watching right now on Facebook, on the Points new page, also on Four Star Sports Media, and then also on our new YouTube page, Four Star Sports Media. Uh, yeah, when you when you when you look at this game, uh, Mathis, the quarterback for Temple, is 30 of 56, 449 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. You got Seth Hennigan coming in at 72 and 118, 1,170 throwing yards, nine touchdowns, one pick. Uh, this is where I think is going to be a big difference in this football game between these two teams. 
The Temple leading rusher, 19 carries, 122 yards. Brandon Thomas, a stud from Little Rock, 70 carries, 494 yards, four touchdowns. He's Here's the thing, Will and Nathan. We're going to have to get the running game going early in this game and rely on it the entire game. We can't get away from the run. I, you know, at that Arkansas State game, we just pounded the rock, and it, and it was working. I mean, we, we were gashing Arkansas State. We also gashed them on some deep plays with the fastest – what I think is the fastest player in the country, and that's Calvin Austin. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in the country that can catch him. I think that's why his name is Can't Catch Cal on Twitter. Um, when you look at this Temple team, the Tigers got to come out. We got to we got to hit them in the mouth early. Uh, you got to. I mean, defensively, I think I think we're going to be okay. Will, what about you? Do you? I mean, do you? I mean, how do you see this game going Saturday? I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page as you. I think if they can come out and establish something on the ground, that would be a great start to the game. And then they could, you know, fall back on the on the passing game if they had to. I think it's uh, obviously it just with who we played thus far, it's obvious that Calvin Austin can can get the work done if he needs to be leaned on uh, to be the bell cow. But uh, yeah, I mean. I think if they can get something going on the ground, that would really help their passing game a lot and probably give them a little more confidence to let Hennigan do his thing. Yeah. Uh, this this past game, though, it was just it seemed like it was impossible for them to get anything going on the ground, um, and that that that's going to be the key, definitely. Yeah, I, I completely agree, Nathan. What about you, man? When you when you look at this game Saturday at Temple, uh, I mean, if you're Seth Hennigan, you played poised the first couple games of the season. You had a little bit of an off week against UTSA. Can he get it back going this week? I think this would be a good game for him to bounce back off the uh, the loss last Saturday. So I think Temple would be a good game for him to bounce back. And uh, but I also believe that you know it's like Will said, we got the Tigers got to run the ball. They they've got to get that going for them. I think uh, in the game against uh, UTSA, I I, I mean. As you said, Wes, I mean, Thomas is a, is a hoss, man. <laughs> but the fact that they held him to 73 yards, but that that's not even the, the thing. I, I think the Tigers' offense is it's legit. It's perfect the way it is. I think it's the defense. Defense has got to step up in this game against Temple, especially in the red zone. They have to find ways to slow down Temple, to stop the run, to stop – this quarterback, because I mean, I, I'm sure Harris, if he or not, I'm sorry, not Harris, but I'm sure that uh, Mathis, if he gets the chance to throw it, he's going to throw it. And one thing that uh, the Tigers' defense, I mean, I hate to say it, Tiger fans, but that defense got to step it up. I mean, offense goes out there and does their job. I mean, as as it's seen. And the defense just needs to step up a little bit more, especially in the red zone. Um, and so I believe that as long as we can establish a run at the very beginning of the game, we, I mean, it's like Will said, we might have to be a lot, put a lot more responsibility on Calvin Austin <laughs> in this game, you know, give him a little bit more. Uh, but I think Hennigan, he, I think he's going to be fine. I think this is a chance for him to bounce back. Uh, and uh, have a good game against Temple. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, the one thing is I don't want us to become a team that just relies only on Calvin to be their only big, deep threat. When you've got multiple other guys, Javon Ivory, Gabriel, others. Uh, but, I mean, let's also look at the running back stable that Memphis has got. You've got Brandon Thomas. You've got Watkins. I mean, you've got Asia Martin. I mean, there's just – there's there's multiple threats there, and we've just got to get them going. Uh, Brandon, all right, man, I know you've been itching. So, give me your Temple Memphis breakdown. First and foremost, Nathan, I, I know you're talking about the defense. The defense did what they could. It's not their fault that they're thrown out on the field every five um, because the offense scores that quickly. Exactly. What the offense has to do is settle down and let Hennigan do his own thing. Uh, the play calling from Saturday was just atrocious. Uh, Kevin Johns, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know where that play calling came from. I've never seen that under him. That game reminded me a lot of last year's two-lane game. Um. So much you like last year's two-lane game. I'm sorry. You, Go ahead. You should, not have, you should not have lost a game to this team that uh, you just played. I don't have a problem with losing to UTSA. That's wrong. I actually do. But the problem I have is you're so conservative on your play calls that, that it, uh, it just, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know? I'm so frustrated with the way that they call the game. It it doesn't it doesn't play out in our advantage when you're dominating them 21 to set what 21 nothing eight minutes first quarter. You have really good defensive play. You have two really good offensive plays, and then you decide, well, let's get conservative with it and just run the ball. When you can't run the ball, you haven't been able to run the ball. You weren't able to run the ball the week before. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, Brandon Thomas is a great running back, but he's still a redshirt freshman. He's not any game well. Like, and people are holding him to this standard. That's the problem with Memphis fans. Is we have been so spoiled with running backs. Like, and we're going to – they're going to act this way for a long time because we've yeah. been so spoiled with running backs over the last, what, six years? Yeah, same thing. Now yeah. Five Paul, in the NFL. Paul Laird, Henderson, Gainwell, yeah. Yeah. Pollard, Henderson, Gainwell, Taylor, uh, who am I missing? Antonio Gibson, who was a receiver. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you, you got you got all those guys in the NFL, and the problem is you're going to be held to such a high standard here, which, I mean, that there's no exception for not being able to play well. The offensive line is what I want to point at and say, hey, look, you played like garbage last week. You have to fix that. Um, yeah. I give the defense full credit. They forced a turnover uh, two, two consecutive weeks in a row on the first drive. And, look, I, I understand. That resulted in a touchdown. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I and that was the first time since 2016. Since back-to-back drives? Yeah, since back-to-backs. Yep. Two, back-to-back games with, uh, with the defensive score. Yep. That's crazy. Um, But, no, like my biggest frustration is – uh, people are complaining about the defense, right? Well, I get that. I totally understand that. But also, you have to take a look and see how long that they are on the field because of how quick our offense moves. And when your offense yeah. isn't doing anything, it takes a toll on that defense, especially with how quick we move. 
Now, I will credit give credit where credit is due. UTSA outplayed us um, in the fourth quarter. We were trying to do things. Uh, Brandon Thomas had that fumble. That really cost us big time. But, man, uh, okay, now I'm going to move on to this Temple game. Tempo, 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 tempo. That's going to be the that's going to be your big go-to for this game. You are going to have to run up and down the field on Temple. Um, that they don't get tired very quickly because they're a well-coached team. They might not be the best team. They might not have the best talent. But one thing I will tell you is they are going to be physical, and and the, they're they're going to act like the team that beat you in 2019 because they're the only other team besides Penn State who beat you in 2019. Um, and they're going to act like it. You're playing them at home, but the one thing I will say is there's a lot of kids that were on this team in the Cotton Bowl, and they think the Temple is owed one because they were screwed out of that game because Joey Magnifico caught that football. Um, but Kevin Johns has got to get it figured out this week. I love Coach Johns. I think he's a good dude. Um, I think he's a good coach too. I just don't don't understand what the play calling was this past weekend. And you know, maybe uh, that, that's why I'm not paid. You know, that's why I'm not paid. I'm not a paid coach. Uh, so I'm not here to critique him or tell him what he needs to do and what needs to happen. Because that's why I'm not a college football coach and I'm never going to play professional football. But uh, yeah, uh, tempo. That's going to be your big thing. The defense is going to allow points. Like, it's it's going to be a problem. You know, I just t- complained about the, the the defense being on the field more because the offense moves so quickly. But I do think, like, you're going to have to score points in this game to win it. Same with Tulsa. Same with Navy. Same with UCF. The, here on out, you control your own destiny. Um, are you going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl? No, because you lost to a, a, a team in Conference USA. But – you can go to a nice bowl game such as the Liberty Bowl or something like that, you know, um, if, if you win out. And I, I think this team has their backs against the walls right now. I think they're fed up with the way they played. And I hope they go out at 11 a.m. and just prove it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, you know, you bring up a great point about the defense being on the field the whole time. I mean, look, let's go back to the Mississippi State game. Uh, that quarterback threw over 60 passes. So I know they ran at least 60 plays. Uh, I mean, Will, do you know how many plays UTSA ran in last week's game? Um, let's see. I would total. imagine it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's quite a few. I don't have the exact total in front of me. But they ran quite a few uh, between passing and about 92 plays. Yeah. Passing I mean, and rushing. A, that's a lot. And I guarantee if you yeah. look at Memphis, we probably had 30 or 40 less plays. Yeah, we, were, we ended up with 57 total. Hey. Exactly, and then that that right there really tells the story of not only that game but any game you look at. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, if one, if if one defense is on the field the entire game, they're gonna be tired. They're gonna be wore out. Well, so you've got to look at Memphis's rushing yards. Uh, you've got thirty-two for seventy-eight yards. Thirty-two attempts for seventy-eight yards. Passing wise, we were fifteen of twenty-five. Um, so I mean. And most of those were really big plays. A lot of times those were big passing plays that got us off the field really quick. Even, I mean, I mentioned it in the article I wrote uh, on Sunday, you know, the first two scoring drives that we had that weren't defensive scoring drives, uh, both of those took up no more than four points. I mean, four minutes. I mean, they were they were maybe a little more than four minutes off the clock in the first half of play. 
And at that point, your defense has been on on the field the rest of that time against that particular running back and their offensive line, which weren't really having any trouble against us. No. Um, so, yeah, those guys were just going to, you know, there was, there was no doubt they were going to be gassed by the end of the game. Yeah, most definitely. Also, I want to give a quick plug for Brandon. Tomorrow morning, he'll be on Sidelines show with Rob Brown. Uh, it'll be on sidelines.live. Uh, Bum, do you know what time he'll be on in the morning? I will be on at 8.02 in the morning. I will post God, that is early. Facebook. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, this is for our early risers. Um, but I'll be on at 8.02 in the morning with Rob and, Jim, and Jimmy. I'll share it here on our Facebook page and on our Twitter pages. Yeah, I got I to gotta give a shout-out to Rob Brown, man. He does a great job over there. Uh, at sidelines, they're also on Sports 56 every Saturday morning from eight to ten as well. Uh, they do a really good job covering all things college football. Really, um, Will. I know we're doing picks tomorrow night on our College Pick'em show, but here on the point, we're going to go ahead and pick the Memphis game every week. Uh, Will, give me a, and I also want to come up with a uh, way to do a score and see who gets closest. So, Will, you go first since you're the new guy. Uh, Give me a score, and uh, give me a uh, give me a winner or loser here. So um, I'm going to take Memphis in this one, um, and I'm just pulling the score out of the air. I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll give them the points. You know, lay the points, and I'll say twenty-eight, fourteen, Memphis winning. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nathan, you go next. Yeah, so I'm. I'll also. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Memphis on this one, but I. I, I really don't think it's gonna be a close one, guys. I, I, I'm going. I'm gonna actually say 42-17. I think Memphis is gonna come out throwing the ball, and uh, I think it's gonna be. Uh, I, I think this is the chance for Memphis to bounce back. All right. Wow. Forty-two seventeen. Uh, I'm gonna take the Tigers as well. Uh, I think, like Brandon said earlier, I think this team's hungry. Uh, this team knows what it's like to lose at Temple because, uh, dadgummit, Joey caught that football. Um, I'm going to take the Tigers here. Give me – man, uh, give me a Tigers 31-17. Uh, Bum, what about you? Nathan and I think alike. Um, I think it's not going to be very close. I think this team's going to be ready. I think Silverfield has them going. Give me Tigers 45-7. 45-7. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to remember that tomorrow night when we do the Pick'em Show, too? I'm going to write it down right now in my notes. 45-7. I got it right here. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you to everybody watching tonight on our Facebook, The Point page, uh, Four Star Sports Media page, and also on our brand-new YouTube page, Four Star Sports Media also, got to give a huge shout-out to my guy, Lil White. Our official theme song is Give Them the Blues. Please like it, share it. Stream it. it. Stream it. It's a great song. It really is. It's everything in common about Memphis You can sports. find it on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, all of that. You can find all of his music there. Um, Lil White's a great guy, yeah. and uh, we really support him, and we appreciate him uh, being able to give us this the rights to use his music yeah most definitely it's it's really Absolutely. huge and 
I love the fact that we get to use his music. I've been listening to him forever. Um, <laughs> so let's talk one more th- topic about Memphis. Basketball is right around the corner, fellas. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm pretty daggum excited about this basketball team this year. Uh, Penny Hardaway, as Brandon likes to say, has been playing chess while everybody else around the country has been playing checkers. Uh, he's brought in a, another stellar class along with the veterans that we've already got on this roster. So let's just give a quick little preview of Tiger basketball with practice getting started yesterday. Uh, Will, I'll start with you. How excited are you for Tiger basketball this year? I, I will say I'm pretty darn excited. I mean, looking at the class they've got coming in, looking off what they what they had last year, they've got a lot of guys coming back that I think uh, they've got some really good veteran players in Lester Quinones and Alex Lomax. You've got uh, Tyler coming back. So, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of talent, not to mention the guys they're bringing in, which I think are just going to be adding fuel to the fire. It'll be really interesting to see how things go and, Honestly, man, I'm I'm really stoked for the season. I'm 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 probably more fired up about college football. I mean, college basketball right now in the Memphis Tigers, and I probably am about most things. Yeah, man, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I tell you, when you go back and look at last year, and you look at the coaching job that Penny Hardaway did with this team throughout the season, and then the job he did during that NIT tournament, and I know fans, oh, y'all just won the NIT. I don't care. It's still a championship. Doesn't matter. And the only fans doing that is Kentucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tennessee. you know, let's let's retrospect. The NIT used to mean more than the NCAA tournament back in the day. I don't know if y'all went. I that's mean, before all of our time, that's absolutely but. true. And also, our twenty-win season was eleven more wins than their nine-win season last year. So, yes, great point. You are just living rent-free on Twitter, and every Kentucky fan's head. For all, There's for not a day. All, there is not a day I don't wake up and some Kentucky or Tennessee fan has tweeted me about basketball. <laughs> Just to give you a quick plug, bum, gotta go follow this guy. It's at Big Bad Bum Gardner on Twitter. If you don't follow him, you're missing out because he is Twitter gold. Uh, he just he just rattles cages. I mean, that's just all there is. To it. <laughs> uh, Nathan, let's talk Tiger basketball, man. How excited are you to watch Imani Bates play point guard for Memphis? I mean, <laughs> let's talk about this, guys. Not just the 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 players that Penny Hardaway has got, but Larry Brown coaching right there with Penny. I mean, that is huge. And everybody that knows Larry Brown knows his track record, man, knows what he's accomplished. I mean, the, the guy's a legend. And – I want to go back on last year when Memphis, uh, the Tiger basketball team, just plowed through the NIT. Like, it was nothing to them. And I think this year, Penny's out to prove something. He's going to prove everybody. You know, this is a different Tiger team from last year. They're going to come in hungry, ready to go. That is the nastiest staff in the country, Will. It's, it yep. is. I, nobody can argue with me on that. I don't care who they are. No matter – I don't care where you are. You can't I'm argue with me. I'm willing to bet not only is it probably one of the best coaching staffs, but three-on-three-wise, if you put Penny, Sheed, and Toppert out there, 
They're balling. Larry Brown is their coach. <laughs> Nobody's beating that team. No. Well, no. I think the bigger That's- thing, the bigger thing with this particular coaching staff is going to be the the advent of name, image, and likeness. Having these yeah. guys, specifically the NBA guys, bringing these players in, telling them what to expect, telling them what they can achieve at the University of Memphis, knowing that they're going to be learning from the guys that have been there, that have done it. It's huge, man. I think it's going to be huge in recruiting moving forward, regardless, you know, of, of what the future holds. But uh, right now, for certain, I mean, I think the 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 this, the future ahead of us, whether it be just a few months, a few weeks, a couple years, I mean, it, it's bright, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Well, oh, yeah. I want to I want to I mean, add this. Oh, I want to add this too. You know, I know everybody's excited about the roster that we got, the lineup we have. I mean, it, it's sick. The starting five is <laughs> is legit. The starting but, ten, legit. Well, yeah, starting ten. But I think a lot of people, and me myself, and I know Bum Bum's gonna kick out of this, is uh, on uh, December eighteenth of this year. I'm hitting nine forty, baby. <laughs> it's gonna be Memphis against Tennessee, and that is gonna be one of the. It's gonna be packed out. It's going to be crazy. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to that game. That 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 is one that I've searched. Nashville is. Go ahead, Bum. For that game, that's all I was going to say. I know you've got a <laughs> few more things you want to say, Nathan. But I mean, but the the lot, uh, you know, just looking at the schedule right now, they got Alabama, which would be a good one at the forum. Uh, Ole Miss, Georgia. They got Georgia twice, I believe. On. If I'm looking at this right, uh, nope, they got Georgia just once. Uh, so they've got a good uh, schedule coming up, you know, to kick off this the basketball season. And I mean, it's it's, it's going to be fun to watch, guys. This Tiger team is is something special. Penny put them together. I mean, Penny has a plan for this team, and he I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it: Final Four, Memphis Tigers. I mean, that's what Penny's working for, and that's exactly where he's going to go this coming up season. Oh, I think the potential is there for us to win a national championship. Now, just like a guy said the other day when it comes to college football, it's a health game. You've got to stay healthy. If you don't stay healthy, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to hinder you throughout the entire year. But I would say that, but also, too, you, you're going to – the only thing that's really holding me back from – if I were to lay some money on anything right now is what you kind of hear in the background a lot, at least in the Memphis media. And that's what is on the horizon with the NCAA as far as what went on with Wiseman and what will come down the pipe later on, you know, down the road. Um, Assuming nothing too crazy happens with that. I mean, I'd be all about taking the Tigers to go all the way, especially with the roster they put together. But it's just, <clears throat> I don't know that one little that one little thing right there in the back of my mind kind of holds me back a little bit from that. But it's 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 not anything to do with their talent or what they've put on the court. It's a matter right. of what the NCAA is going to hold against the University of Memphis because they always seem to to really tack it on to to little guys more so than the big guys. When you've got teams like Kansas and LSU that are obviously you know 
blatantly in the wrong, but literally on reason, wiretap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just continue to get away with it. You know? Yeah. It was just a, it was just a smart deal. It's all it was. Just a smart oh, yeah. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Just smart. Yeah. yeah just smart. <laughs> um, you know, when Brandon and I talked about this at nauseum, basically, um, when you look at this and the potential of Penny possibly being suspended or Memphis getting a sanction, uh, a, uh, some type of sanction. But when you go back and look at that year, there wasn't an NCAA tournament. So, I mean, can you really can you really punish us considering there wasn't a tournament that year? And then I think that's probably got something to do with why Larry Brown's on the staff. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, but you you're bringing in a guy like Larry Brown, the only coach to ever win an NCAA and NBA championship. If Penny is to get suspended or whatever, who else would you want on the bench besides Larry Brown sitting right there? I mean, let's think back think to just. I mean, what did he do at SMU? Nothing but greatness. Uh, I mean, you know, Larry Brown's a hell of a basketball coach, but I cannot wait to watch Rasheed, Rasheed Wallace on the sidelines, but also watch how much these big guys that Memphis has is soaking him in. Yeah. I, I just – I mean, it's, it's damn near like having Shaq on your roster, man. It's crazy. Uh, Brandon, what's your thoughts on the, san- the possibility of sanctions for the University of Memphis basketball program? Like he's going to protect the University of Memphis, and there's not going to be any sanctions. With the NIL, Nike is going to protect the University of Memphis. I hope you're right. That's a good point. I, mean, I, I hadn't even really thought about that. That's, uh, that uh, that's all. That's all. That. <laughs> that's all he's going to say on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, when you when you look at this Memphis basketball program, man, this is going to be a fun season. And I'm not taking anything away away from football. I'm just looking forward to basketball season too. And it's nice to be a Memphis fan and have a successful season and you don't play two games going, when's basketball season start? Uh, You know, I mean, because that was our life for how many years? I mean, it was, you know, it was a long time. But what I love about the city of Memphis is that, Will, like you said, there was only 29,000 out there last week, but there was still 29,000 Tiger fans in blue screaming for their for their team uh and i'm i'm really looking forward to this week 11 a.m kickoff against temple hopefully the tigers will get the win this time versus last time in 2019 for will bass nathan wilson brandon bumgarner i am west pruitt you have whoa, been on whoa 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 go ahead you're not gonna let me just not talk about tiger basketball <laughs> No, no, I would never. Go ahead. Yeah, you're about to log off. Hold on here, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the thing. The Memphis Tigers are going to be for real. They're going to be for real. And I get all kinds of crap. Almost said another word. For it year-round. Um, I've got it my whole life because I'm a Memphis fan. Well, now is my time to shove it right back in other people's faces. Penny Hardaway said that his his goal when he got the head coaching job for the University of Memphis was to win a national championship. Right now, I will argue with anybody on this earth that this is the most talented Memphis roster ever. Yes, that includes the 07-08 team. 
And I am also willing to bet that this is the best coach team that we're ever going to see. Now, is Penny the best head coach in Memphis history? I'm not going to sit here and tell you that because he hasn't made an NCAA tournament yet. He hasn't really completely proven himself. He has proven himself, but he hasn't completely done it. You know, once he makes a tournament, then, then we can talk a little bit more. I have a very strong feeling that this is the year that Memphis makes a deep run in the NCAA tournament. Do I want to set those expectations on those young freshmen? No, I don't. But they're also the number one and two recruits of the class. So we're going to be the number one and two recruits of the class in 2022. They reclassified, jumped up. Now they're here. It's going to be a very, very special season. Um, a lot of people aren't talking about the guys that transferred back or here. Earl Timberlake is a projected first-round pick who is, from what I've been told, just a just a, he's a utility man. He is your typical do whatever is needed, do what's best for the team type of guy. Then you're adding uh, Chandler Lawson, transfer from Oregon, has NCAA experience, NCAA tournament experience, played in the Pac-12 played against really good teams, familiar with Penny Hardaway and his system because he played AAU ball for him. Um, and then you got your freshman, of course. <sighs> Guys, this season's going to be special. I just have a gut. I, You know, 2019, I had a, a good feeling. Uh, I had a good feeling that it could be a very special year with all the freshmen we had coming in, number one class. But um, I've, I've looked at it and, like, most number one classes that like dominate their team their first year aren't as successful as you would think they would be, um, especially with that pending Wiseman thing. That was uh, that was a big just thing that took away from us. But this year, as far as I know, everybody's I'm assuming he said, as far as I know, everybody's eligible. Hey, as good. far as I know, I, you know, um, I, I, I'm as, at this point, I, I, the NCAA doesn't surprise me with anything. But um, this this team very well might be the one to do it. And uh, as a lifelong Memphian. As somebody who loves the city and loves Tiger basketball, and seeing Penny Hardaway be the guy behind all of it and helping push these kids to get there would mean more. And the only thing I'm going to say right now is, guys, just buckle up. It's going to be a fun ride. It'll be an up-and-down emotional roller coaster because a lot of these guys are still young. But you do have your DeAndre Williams, your Landers Nollies, your Lester Quinones, your Alex Lomaxes. Um that are on this team that are going to be able to be leaders on and off the floor. And uh, I, I can be more excited for those kids. Um, the kids I'm really excited for are the ones that are from Memphis and understand what this means to the city, like Tyler Alo, both the Lawsons. Um, and I'm also excited for these coaches who aren't from here, like Sheed, Cody, Coach Brown and all the kids who aren't.
Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, um, you know, when, oh, go ahead. You're fine. You're fine. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, Brandon, when you look at this staff, Cody Topper's one of the best offensive minds in the country. I mean, let's not take anything away from Penny. Penny's very No, Penny very is the one who got that whole team bought in to win the NIT tournament. Oh, yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And, and people are like, well, Penny can't coach. Well, he sure as hell took a 6-5 and five team to the, win the NIT. Yeah. If you would have told me that, I would have been happy when they were 6-5. and five. Yeah. Um, and let's not forget what you brought up earlier. Larry Brown, the only coach to ever win an NCAA championship wow. and an NBA Finals as a head coach, is on this staff. And I know he doesn't have the best track record when it comes to the NCAA, but guess what? He's here. He's got more basketball knowledge than all four of us combined. And they'll forget everything he's ever learned before we even learn anything he's ever learned. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that's exactly. what I have to say. I'm sure we'll go more into detail about it. Uh, next week, I will be at Memphis Madness. So I will fill you all in on that. Um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, most definitely want to talk about Memphis Madness. I would assume it's going to be on ESPN with just all the hype around this team. I will, if it is on ESPN, I'll definitely be watching. Um, but yeah, when you look at just the University of Memphis as a whole right now and their athletics, you've got to be excited as Tiger fans. I mean, our soccer team's kicking butt right now. I mean, it's just everything's coming well. Look at all the advancements that's happening over at campus, uh, all the new facilities that are being built, all the upgrades to the to facilities that we already have. Uh, and I mean, let's be honest, we've got two of the best coaches leading our football and our basketball programs right now. And that's Ryan Silverfield and Penny Hardaway. Uh, and if you're a Tiger fan and you're not out supporting this this program, uh, you need to get your head examined because this is when you need to step up and support this program like it needs to be. Because we're on the cusp of making a huge transition. And I don't know that some of the fans really understand just how big this transition really is for not only the city, but the program. Oh, it's, it's massive. It um, quick shout out. Quick shout out to the women's soccer team. They are currently nine, one and one first place in the American conference ranked top 25 in the country. Their only loss was to, uh, I think it was Drake who was ranked in the top 25. And then their other tie was with a nationally ranked Ole Miss team. Uh, shout out to the girls over there on the South Campus. They've been doing a hell of a job this year. Um, if you can, look up their schedule on GoTigersGo.com. Check it out. Go support them as well. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, Will, are you going to have another article for us this week? I mean, I know you won't technically be there, but are you are you planning on doing another article this week? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'll be watching the game. Um you know, I anticipate waking up early, starting starting my day with college game day, kind of getting things rolling there, seeing what those guys have to say about the the weekend slate. And then, uh, yeah, it'll be a full weekend between college and NFL for sure. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely. It's going to be another fun weekend of college football. Check us out tomorrow night. We'll be right back with our weekly college pick em show we do every week. We'll give you all uh, 20 games that we'll pick, and who knows if we're right or not. Uh, but once again, for Will Bass, Nathan Wilson, Brandon Baumgartner, I am Wes Pruitt. You have been watching The Point, and we truly appreciate whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Again?
for those of you that are watching, thank you for watching. I'm Brandon Bumgarner. This is Wes Pruitt. This is Will Bass. And this is Nathan Wilson. Thank you for watching on Four Star Sports Media. This is The Point, and we are out.